Today, on West Coast Italian Radio. What makes Italian olive oil so special? Plus, Italian news, food, music, and events. Coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. I'm your host, Tony Lastella, with the lovely Marcia Caputo from Vincenza, Italia. Marcia, how are you doing today? The good. I'm doing great. Ciao a tutti. Well, you know, folks, you're listening to us on the ABC Talk and News Network, right out of the beautiful Palm Springs, California area. But you might be hearing our show in other parts of the country, other parts of the world. First of all, we have many, many wonderful affiliates, both with ABC and non-ABC, all over the country. So you may be hearing, hearing us on your local radio station there. Or you could stream the show live by going to our website at WCIR.biz. That's WCIR.biz. Uh, there's a little button right there. You can hear today's show live every Monday at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Or you can listen to all of our shows in archives. 24-7, we've got about six years of shows there. I know March, we have about 500 shows, I think, right? Right, I think so. Many, yes. many wonderful guests, many wonderful shows. You can click right there, listen to the show anytime, share with all your friends. Today's show is going to go up into archives as soon as we're done with it. So it'll be there all week long for you to, uh, to share with everybody. We love our listeners all over the world. If you're down here in the Palm Springs area, you're he- hearing us on KMET. KMET 1490 AM uh, on your dial. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. Marcia, you know, um, how have you been? Everything good? Been great. I just got back from camping and look, I got some tan. I'm a you got a tan. That's, you know, you're from Italy, so you tan very easily, I'm sure. I love the sun, so I come like a lizard. I love to stay there. So I'm really relaxing and enjoy the weather. What about you, Sonny? I, you know, I'm doing great. I play a lot of golf. I mean, what do you think? That I love doing the show on Palm Springs for it. Come on. I mean, you know. So uh, we're going to get right into it today, folks. We start every week's show with our news. We have Italian and Italian-American news. And trust me, this stuff you can't make up. So all this stuff is legit. Uh, when it comes to Italian news, quite frankly, the facts are more creative than the fiction is. So uh, here we go. Our first story today we come get from the New York Post. This hmm. comes out on May 15, 2021. Okay, so this is just a couple of days ago. Okay. You can get a fr- fully furnished $250,000 historic townhouse in southern Italy. It's being raffled off with a $32 ticket. Okay. So, um, you know, who would, who doesn't want to live in southern Italy in a beautiful fully furnished townhouse? Right on the coast, in fact, okay? And, again, as little as $32, all 
All right, let me tell you so, about it. It's like a lottery? That's what you're well, talking yeah, about? Well, yeah, there's a couple of uh, people from Britain, John and Anne-Marie Nurse. Last year, apparently, they raffled off their house in Tuscany. Uh, they have a, they had their $517,000 home in Tuscany that they did the same thing. They raffled it off. Uh, and there is a, a thing called Red Houses in Italy. It's a site where you go, you buy $32 a ticket. You can, I guess, buy as many tickets as you want. And you can win houses throughout Italy. So this house that they're raveling off now is in a coastal town called Piazza Calabro. Piazza Calabro. Have you oh. heard of Piazza Calabro? Oh. oh, Piazza Calabro? I was thinking Pizza Calabro. No, I never heard it. But, you know, there are a lot of little towns all down there in the south. So I Well, mean- supposedly within walking distance to a, a beach, yeah. and the beach is called the Coast of the Gods. The coast, so it sounds pretty nice, right? Apparently, the home is fully furnished. It has two bedrooms, two bathrooms. Um, it's overlooking the sea. It has a balcony overlooking the sea. But when you, if you win the house, it covers your, all your transfer taxes, all the legal fees. It also includes two flights to Italy. And uh, there's a car, I guess, to pick you, uh, pick you up uh, and bring you there you know, to sign for the ownership. Okay, so pretty good deal. Uh, the competition closes... When 10,000 tickets are sold or on September 16th of this year, uh, and the benefits of the proceeds are going to the Braccio di Ferro, which is a local Italian children's hospice. So that's a really, really good thing. Iron arms. That's what it means, Braccio di Ferro. Iron arms. So it's going to raise money for children. Apparently, when they sold their house up in Tuscany, uh, last year they raised sixty nine thousand dollars, you know, for the children's society. So sixty nine thousand—that's a lot of tickets you sold there, you know. So, yeah, the, um, do you have the website? The video? You know, it just says "Win Houses in Italy." Win Houses in Italy—that's the site. So uh, go there, check it out, folks. Remember, thirty-two dollars. What do you got to lose? And you do—you're supporting a great cause as well. So moving on to our second story, remember a couple of weeks ago, Marcy, we talked about the two college students uh, that were on trial because oh, they were accused of killing an Italian police officer, okay? I, so here's a follow-up to that. This comes to us from ABC News, May 6th, so uh, a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, the jury in Rome convicted both of these Bay Area college students uh, for murdering this Italian police officer in 2019, okay? Both okay. these students are from San Francisco, Finnegan Elder and Gabriel uh, Nadale Fourth. They're from Marin County. They've both been sentenced to life in prison. Wow. Apparently this deadly, deadly occurrence took place uh, in July 2019, and uh, it was you know, a long ordeal, it says, for the victim's widow, who had just married the officer, they had just gotten married a month before his death. So when she heard the verdict, of course, she uh, burst into tears in the courtroom there. The entire thing happened because it was about a drug deal that went bad when these two college students were trying to score some illegal narcotics in Italy. Okay, So, you know, uh, same old story, kind of. The defendant's lawyer and their parents pledged to appeal the v- verdict. And they kind of recalling the Amanda Knox case. Remember Amanda Knox several years ago? She was convicted. Uh, she spent four years in prison in Italy for committing murder in Italy. But eventually she was uh, acquitted by the Italian Supreme Court. 
However, unlike the Knox case, this time the murdered victim was a police officer. So, you know, and, 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 and he was murdered while these two students were attempting to do a felony drug deal. So, you know, as the Italian prosecutor pointed out, it's unlikely that the sentence is going to be overturned. They're lucky that they're only going to be getting life in prison because if they murdered a police officer in, in you know, pretty much any other country of the world, it would be a capital crime. They'd be put to death. But, of course, there's no... Um, you know, There's no death penalty in Italy since 1947. So, uh, again, you know, it's uh, too bad when you hear a story like this, and our hearts, of course, go out to the officer's family there in Italy. Now we're going to move on to a, you know, I, I guess you would call us a more positive, at least a more um, interesting, a little quirky story here. You know, today's show is all about what makes Italian olive oil so good, all right? I- so now there is a thing that was done by 60 Minutes. This came out about uh, not quite a month ago. And they were doing this whole thing investigating about mm. the Italian mafia being linked to olive oil. Okay. Oh, gosh. So, it. you know, and, and there's, you know, like a lot of these, uh, these rumors, these conspiracy theories, these urban legends about how the mafia controls the food industry in Italy. Okay. Uh, We remember part of The Godfather. Remember uh, Vito Corleone and The Godfather, his cover was that he imported olive oil from Italy, okay? Right. We all laugh about it, but maybe it's not so crazy. It turns out, Uh according to 60 Minutes, that the Italian mafia has their kitchen mitts, so to speak, tightly wound around the olive oil production in Italy. What they do is they dilute high-quality olive oil with low-quality oil, and then they try to sell it, you know, and pass it off as high virgin, extra virgin olive oil. It, it, about 75 to 80% of the olive oil sold as extra virgin is not really extra virgin because of this mafia thing being so, uh, you know, running so rapidly there in Italy. Now, believe this or not, the police recently, the Italian police, just started an operation to cut down on this. The operation is called Mama Mia. <laughs> that's seriously what they call Mamma Mia. It's, Put a song it's, on it. Right, it's this whole thing where they're you know, trying mm-hmm. to infiltrate the mob uh, and to, you know, stop this uh, selling of this low-quality olive oil passed off as, you know, high-shelf olive oil, okay? So, right. you know, they say the best way to ensure that you have good olive oil is to make sure that it comes from a trustworthy source because a lot of times even on the bottle, you know, they'll change what it says on the bottle. So just remember, Marcy, there are many conspiracy theories these days. They say the moon landing was faked. They say the government is trying to use chemicals to control your mind. They say that Elvis is still alive. But when it comes to the Italian mob being involved with an international olive oil scam, that's one conspiracy you can mark down as true. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable, isn't it? I'm in shock because already the price is crazy. I was just talking to my mother the other day about this. And the price is like 10 euro for a liter. It's a lot. You need that used to be so much cheaper. So, and now you have to be careful if it's not really extra virgin. Exactly. You have to be extra virgin for cooking. <laughs> well, that's your Italian news for this week. We'll be right back after this short word from our sponsors with my favorite part of the show, Italian food and drink. Don't go away. Those fingers in my hair That's like a hither stare 
strips my conscience bare. It's witchcraft. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Well, Tony, today for Ricetta, like we do all the time every week, a recipe, we have a great, great guest in the show. Yeah. Yes, let me tell you. Okay. We call it Chef Pino. Chef Pino. Oh, yeah. I'll get Chef Pino back. Joe Cantali. You got to catch us now, but I know you're a New York, Italian, Sicilian. You've been there for years and years, and, you know, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, very international now. And it, it, not so much from Italy, but in all different states now. <laughs> but also, we want to remind people that, that yeah, along with the fact that you've been a wonderful Italian chef and you do uh, you do food import, you have special distribution uh, with a food company from Sicily with amazing products you can't get anywhere else. You spent years and years as a cameraman for, for one of yes. the major networks in New York City, right? Yes, I did with CNN. That's right. And I, I think you, you said to me at one point that you had – been uh you had filmed like several presidents you know and uh you know yes yes i worked with quite a few and uh from the biggest stars to the to the little peons basically <laughs> well we're very honored to have you on the show and you know what's interesting about your recipes is uh you're a true sicilian chef and the sicilian cuisine of course my family i'm half sicilian my father's side the sicilian uh is a very unique recipe so what do you have for us today I have some uh, Sicilian caponata, which is caponata siciliana. Okay. And it's a, a, a recipe of uh, eggplant with onions, celery, and tomatoes, and tangy olives and capers. It's really a unique dish. That, and you uh, said that this dish can be used either as a, like a primo or a secondo, right? I mean, it's uh, yes. an appetizer. Yeah. You could use it as an appetizer. You could use it like a bruschetta on a toasted bread or gotcha, ciabatta. Gotcha, gotcha. Or you could use it as a side dish with a piece of meat or whatever you have your serving for that day. So you go either way. 
So and tell us, uh, tell us you know, how you make this wonderful dish. Well, the unique thing about the uh, this dish is uh, like a sweet and sour taste, which is in an Italian uh, cooking or Sicilian is very rare that you have sweet sweet and sour taste. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So, so yeah. basically, what you do is uh, you you have a, a large eggplant, you cut you cube it into cubes. Mm-hmm. The, the best way what I do is once you cube it, you salt it. Ah, you gotta start ah. ahead of time, and you put in a colander, and you let it wait for like half hour or so until the water the water come out, right? Yeah. Right, because what happens, the eggplant is very spongy. Mm-hmm. So if you don't do that, you're gonna be using a half a bottle of oil because the eggplant is gonna keep on soaking. Oh right, yeah, gotta keep it moist. So you know, once yeah. you do that, the, you, you you get rid of the water, you pat dry it with paper towels. Well, you while that's going, uh, you get your your peppers, uh, celery, onions, and you cut them up and like, like a diced up and, uh, uh, you get the, on, the onions and, uh, and the peppers going in a, in a frying pan mm-hmm. with, um, uh, you could start with olive oil because you're not, you're not doing really a heavy, uh, temperature. Right, right. Yeah. You just saute yeah. until they, they glisten. Uh-huh. You know? And once we have that, you put some diced tomatoes in there and then one tablespoon of, uh, uh, tomato paste. Mm-hmm. And you put a, a tablespoon of uh, capers. Uh, and also, I, uh, you have to put, I put a, I usually use, a lot of people use a, a honey for the sweetness. Uh-huh. I like to use, I like to use brown sugar. Oh, really? Yeah. It's much brown sugar has a unique flavor. Concentrated. Yeah. And uh, white vinegar for its sour taste. Mm-hmm. And now I have a little bit of white wine standing by. Just in case the recipe gets a little too thick, so you you toss in some white wine in there to make it a little more liquidy. Once you get right. all that stuff going into the pan, uh, then you, you then you take the eggplant. The, while you're doing that, uh, is the eggplant usually you could do it two ways. You could do it in a, in a in the in the pan in the oven with a sheet of uh, a baking sheet. Uh, you could bake it at 400 degrees, or you could do it in a frying pan, separate on the stove. Either way, that would work. Once you have the two together, you marry them together, and you uh, you put the tomatoes and the, 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 uh, the and you have a crushed uh, red pepper or black pepper to your taste, and uh, any other, and you add some parsley in there, and if you want to add a little more zest to it, you could put a fresh mint, chop up some fresh mint, you put it in. Very there. good, very good. And you toss the whole thing around and, and to taste, basically. If you think it's not still tart enough, put a little more uh, vinegar. Right. So even by measuring, uh, sometimes because you see, I don't measure stuff. Yeah. I yeah. measure by taste. I remember my grandmother never measured stuff. She would just always put a little bit of So if I tell you to put a quarter cup of vinegar and then all of a sudden you taste it, that, that's not really that quite, uh, tart yeah, yeah. to get them mm-hmm. add a little more vinegar to it. But basically it's such a simple recipe. And once you assemble that, you right. could serve it hot, or you could store it in a container and use it for the next day for a meal. You can use Sounds fantastic, Joe. You know what we're going to do is we're going to put your recipe, Sicilian Cabanata recipe. We're going to put this up on our website. We're starting a new uh, recipe page there. It's going to be for our great Italian recipes, great Italian chefs. And this is going to go up there so people can go to the website. They can check it out, and they can get a copy of it and uh, – we're going to, you know, talk more about uh, olive oil and stuff with you here in a few minutes in our guest segment. 
But right now, I think it's time, Marchie, we got to do our Artist of the Week, okay? All right. I'm ready. I found an Artist of the Week that I think uh, we should do. It's a, it's a little different than what we've done before. Um, you know, the, the most famous song in Italy is O Sole Mio. Classic one. I think yeah. people call that should be the Italian national anthem, right? Uh, certainly, it's the most famous love song because it's, it means, you know, you are my sunshine, right? Oh, yeah. And there's uh, a new read on this song. It's with a Canadian duo made up of Frank Greco and mm -hmm. uh, Francesco jo uh, Joya. He goes oh. by Frank, I guess. They've done a beautiful, beautiful interpretation of this in regards to their video. They made a beautiful video uh, where they feature the ballerina Marie Astrid, Mm -hmm. Marie Astrid Mentz. She dances beautifully. And uh, I know that there's some controversy about this song within uh, our ranks here within the Italian community. On the one hand, it's done a little different, Osuli Mill typically, because I've sung it so much in my life. Started as an opera song, but people have done it as a pop song. But it's generally done in a major key. And what they do with part of this, they put it in a minor key. Which, interestingly, as a musician, I find it, it it's an interesting read to the song because it's something that I wouldn't have expected. I mean, if you're, if you're going to do something that's been done a million times before, it's good to do something, to do it in a unique way. Um, so that would be my read on it. I think that it's, uh, it's kind of a blues type of rendition of it. With some in areas with the music going to a minor key versus major, uh, and it's an absolutely stunning, beautiful music video that you can find on the internet. It's called "O Sole Mio" by Frankly Speaking. So, what are your thoughts on it, Marcia? All right. So, I do love the video. The video is so perfect combining the song to see this beautiful ballerina. Like you say, it was. Yeah, yeah. I've never thought about that. The voice of him is really soft, like you said, the opposite of the high speed, you know, the high pitch, how you call yeah, it? Yeah, like, like the opera voice. Would be a really nice, soft voice. I like that. It's really calm. I like that. Uh, my Italian side, if some Italian were listening, we are really judgmental for, for this. Example, uh, he need to work a little bit on the words because you can hear the words when you say, um, uh, sta fronte a te. The front of the, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, the front of the, the, the American accent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I, when I hear it, it's just giving me a little, ah, oh, work on that. Gotta work so, what you're basically that. saying is that the Italian, the, the Italian that you sing, his Italian could be better. And okay. when you have a song like this, it's so well known, you really need to pay attention to make sure your Italian words. No, it works. Because giornata is all dialect from down south. Yeah, so yeah, Giornata yeah. is not easy to say. He said perfectly. It's just a T. It's like me. If I sing in English, you'll be a little bit like, oh, Marcia, say it in the right way. You know what I mean? It's normal. Yeah, well, 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 let's tell you what. Let's let people draw their own conclusion. Here is O Sole Mio uh, from Frankly Speaking, performed by Frank uh, by Franco Greco on piano, Francesco Gioia vocals featuring... Uh, if you're uh, going to watch uh, this on uh, the internet, it features the ballerina Marie Astrid Mentz. Hope you like the song.
bella cosa Nai è nata sole Nari a serina Dopo un'antimpesta E l'aria fresca Per già una festa Che bella cosa Nai è nata e sole Let's forget about tomorrow. Let's forget about tomorrow. Let's forget about tomorrow for tomorrow never comes.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. And we are back with more West Coast Italian radio with, again, Chef Pino, Joe Cantali. You know, Joe, um, the wonderful thing about being Italian is we get to eat. I mean, come on. I mean, it's like in our culture, eating, singing, drinking great wine, right? And most of us cook. uh, But it's interesting that I've had so many people... um, both Italian and non-Italian, you know, ask me, oh, you know, what's this whole thing on olive oil? Is is it is is what type of olive oil you use that important? Why should I use Italian olive oil versus non-Italian olive oil? So, you know, let's get right into this today. Um, you, you, you're a great chef. You've been doing this for years and years. And, of course, you have a specialty food company where you import, you know, great, authentic Italian products directly from Italy, directly from Sicily. So... The first question I think to answer is, why Italian olive oil? What makes Italian olive oil different than other olive oil? Well, uh, I'll tell you uh, the difference between Italian, there's a, the, the Italian oil, Sicilian oil, uh, and Spanish oil, which is very big. Now, the differences between, let's say, Italian and Spanish, Spanish olive oil is a golden yellow in color. Yeah, yeah. See, it almost doesn't look like olive oil. Right, right. And it's very highly rated, but it's not like the Italian olive oil, which is a dark green. It's very, yeah. uh, f- uh, like fruity, uh, uh, nutty flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that so, so it's it, a different taste, a different texture is what we're saying here, right? Right, right. That this, you, you go, you go up crazy with olive oil. It's just like your wine. It's like you, it's got berries in there. It's got cherries in there. It's got this. It's got that peppery taste. And all right, kinds of right. stuff like that. It's basically to your taste, what you really, really like what, on the finished product, what it really tastes like. Yeah. That's what yeah I think really- that goes to uh, like Italian cooking because there's a lot of people, as you know, who really 
don't know, especially in this country, what really true Italian cooking is supposed to taste like. I mean, there's a lot of people who are content with going to Olive Garden versus, you know, <laughs> oh, no. you know but I'm just saying versus, you know, uh, what, what, what we would what we would call real true Italian cooking. So it's, sometimes it's educating people's palate, too. You know, well, right. question. The thing is, I remember my grandma, when she used to go to the store, the, she bought the oil bottle. She used to look right to the light to look the color. It, yeah. It's like if it's darker it is, better it is. It, do, do you think it's real or it's just a uh, old way? Well, here, here since the, you talked about something like that, there's a, a test you could do. Oh. Okay. I, you know, you take a, so you put an olive, extra virgin olive oil that you think might be extra virgin. You yeah. put it into a little dish, you cover it, and you put it in your refrigerator for about like 24, 48 hours. Uh-huh. If it crystallizes, it's pure extra virgin olive oil. Really? If it turns into a solid lump. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to do that now. You got to be curious, you know? That's it. So, I mean, there's so, so, so much that, that, that going on that, uh, actually, believe it or not, 69% of the olive oil sold is fraudulent. Yeah, you know, and I know that's true. In fact, I remember, uh, that there was a whole thing that we covered actually earlier in our news segment about how the, the mafia has infiltrated the olive oil industry. And a lot of times they're passing off you know, second-rate olive oil, they're trying to say it's virgin olive oil. It's going all over the, the world now. In fact, there's an Italian, believe it or not, we covered this in, in our news today, there's an Italian uh, police force now, and, and what, what do they call it? They're, they, they're calling it the Mama Mia Enforcement, So you know, enforcement. which is kind of funny, but that's what they're actually calling, the Mama Mia Enforcement, <laughs> and that's what they're doing. They're going after these guys to make sure that, the olive oil coming out of Italy is really pure, authentic olive oil. You know? Well, there's one interesting thing that the um, Italy really doesn't have enough uh, of pure extra virgin olive oil to even for their own people. Really? Oh. Wow. So, therefore, most of the stuff that is really coming out of Italy is mostly blends. Yeah, and I notice that. Like, even when I go, like, uh, and I buy, uh, and it, it, you know, you see on the shelf, there's this in the Italian food section of your grocery store, uh, and you look at the, the different Italian brands of olive oil, and you pick them up and you look at the ingredients, it'll say from Spain, from uh, the Middle East. From, I mean, there's other countries, but it doesn't say that's from Italy on there. You right. Know? The different brands, but it's got yeah. the Italian label, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, How can they the, do that? They, they could do You know why? Because the olive oil industry is not regulated. Yeah, I see. I see. Uh, so therefore, then anything anything goes in a, in a much of uh, probably here for this country. Only the FDA is make sure it's edible. It's right. fine. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what you mix in there. You could be making olive oil out of avocado. Who knows? I mean, but it's, it's labels olive oil. The reason why the mob got involved, I think, but I hear people talking about through the years, is because they figure that something is legitimate. They don't have to worry about committing any crime with that. Right, with the olive right. oil. Yeah. So they buy it like in large quantity imported to America and then they bottle the things the olive oil in Brooklyn. Right, yeah. And that's yeah. where they mixed all the other stuff in there. And nobody yeah. really knows about that and they say, Well, the oil is from Italy, but but the the uh the purity of the oil 
nobody nobody really really knows and uh there's so many so many brands that they you you have um when you start looking for a list of olive oils which ones are the best believe it or not I used to get my once I moved to Texas. I used to still get my olive oil from Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. But the shipping's like very expensive because you 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 know a gallon of oil weighs weighs a lot of you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I discovered that I've started reading uh, uh, these reviews that the Costco, believe it or not, has their own brand, Kirkland. I've yeah. heard that it actually extra virgin yeah. olive oil. Yeah. Which is. I buy that. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's, it's top rated, and you know that that's one of the top oils that passed the virginity test. Really, I may be I may be playing golf next week with the uh, executive director, the executive VP at Costco, and I will t- tell him that it, that it has gotten our, our 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 signature of approval from the Italian radio show here. <laughs> yeah, because first you ask about mozzarella, buffalo, what happened to those? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, getting <laughs> out with our subject here, what you know, people want to know. When you use certain olive oil for different things, um, a lot of people are surprised to find out that when you're cooking, when you're like sauteing your garlic, uh, you don't use extra virgin olive oil, okay? So tell us about that. No, I, I use uh, canola oil, which is very light. Yeah. Because a lot of times I need to saute something at a high temperature. And a high temperature, olive oil breaks down and smokes. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. If you ever get an olive oil that smokes in your pan, you better take that pan and dump it, clean yeah. the pan, and start all over again because you wouldn't want to cook anything once it starts smoking. Right, right. That's what happens with olive oil. You don't have that, uh, you know, the, the what you call is is uh, a choice because one of the other oils that it's has a high temperature would be peanut oil. Italians don't cook with peanut oil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Oriental people cook with peanut oil. So the the canola oil to me is the best oil because it doesn't leave any aftertaste after you cook your food. Gotcha. So once my food is cooked, that's when I drizzle olive oil in, into the food. Like at the, up, at the end when you're gonna do it at the end or that, you know, right? Right. At the and and the taste of that olive oil stays the way you put it into the dish. Right. That yeah, we do that at Monalcino's too. Uh, after they cook it, when they are putting the food on the table, then when they actually come around and they'll drizzle the extra virgin olive oil on top. And it, and, and again, I'm not quite sure what that does other than it kind of opens up the flavor a little bit. I mean, wh- wh- why is that that they do that? Because, they, you know, the heat really breaks down the olive oil. Right, so right. That's the last thing you want to do to the olive oil is break down the taste of it. So why would you drizzle it in, uh, on your dish at the end? Because it's, it's right there. It's right fresh. You want that extra flavor then. Right, that extra flavor. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, there's certain dishes that I, uh, like for the caponata, for example, it's one of the dishes that I don't cook at a high temperature, so I could use the olive oil. Gotcha. It gives you those nice flavor into it if I'm doing slow cooking. Then you, right, I, then right. I'll use that. But anytime I want to saute something that I wanted something to steam and uh, sizzle in the pan, in a way, I never use olive oil. I gotcha, use, uh, yeah. you know, canola oil. And then always when the dish is done in the pan, still in the pan, then I drizzle the olive oil in there and toss it and then just put and it in. Get off the heat. Get it off right, the heat. Yeah. And then also, of course, when you do your dipping for your bread, you know, that's when you would have your extra virgin olive oil. That, 
that's when all the, the different flavors come in. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're doing like your, your insulata, you would use your extra virgin olive oil extra there. Extra virgin olive yeah, oil. Yeah. Like, for example, here, I, I have some samples here, some stuff that I have here. Alba white truffle oil made by, mm, it's truffle. called, that it's, sounds good. It's called Ipecati di Chaco. I don't uh-huh. know what Chaco is. I'm sure he had a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a white truffle oil. And it's wow. a great part, you know, dipping. And I usually use a little dishes. And I have uh, a garlic uh, flavored olive oil. I have lemon. Then there's one is made by Sonoma with orange and rosemary garlic. Then I have uh, some uh, uh, with herbs in it. It's got even like branches of herbs in there. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, that's when all the different flavors of olive oils come in. To me, for cooking, I like one, one particular oil and I stick to that. Well, so Joe, we appreciate so much your being a part of our show and we're looking forward to having you come back on a regular basis, you know, every uh, few weeks with a new recipe, especially since you have these great recipes from Sicily that and some of these great products that are just not available elsewhere. Uh, and so, you know, thank you so much for being a part of this, folks. We're going to take a quick break now uh, for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with some more Italian radio show on the ABC Talk and News Radio Network. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. So, Marcia, our whole show today being about olive oil, you put together some uh, very interesting Italian phrases for us, okay? Uh, And and they're all about olive oil, okay? So, um, Olive oil, olive, same family. (laughs) Right, right. And some of these, I guess, they, they, they sound like they are proverbs, or at least Italian sayings, right? Some they are. Some that those people have fun with that. Yes. All right. So let's do the first one. You do it in, in Italian, and then I'll read it in English. Let's do it. L'albero d'olivo pretende cinque cose. Largo, pietra, letame, ascia e sole. Which basically translated means the olive tree demands five things. Large space stone, manure, axe, and sun. <laughs> there you go. That's a very interesting proverb. And that's from uh, that's from Puglia, right? From Pugliese. From Puglia. Yeah, yeah, from Puglia. Okay. All right. Let's do the next one. Okay. Apri frigo di notte. Vabbè, un'oliva non ha mai ucciso nessuno. E mangi 36 olive, una mozzarella, due salami, il tiramisù e l'anta del frigo. This is a perfect one for me because this is like my main thing that I have to stop doing, okay? <laughs> Go for it. It says, translated it reads, open the fridge at night. Mm-hmm. Come on. And olive has never killed anyone. However, when you open the fridge at night, what do you eat? 36 olives, one mozzarella, Two salamis and a tiramisu and the door of the refrigerator. Why not? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I can relate to this because I come home after singing, you know, and it's like 11 o'clock midnight. I'm starved because I've just been singing right. for three to five hours playing the guitar. And, you know, it's like you're off work. You want to eat dinner. But then you go to bed and, you know, there's just. Let's have a little thing. Something little, little olive. Something little just to put in. You exactly. Know. exactly. And then when you open that, you're done. It's not coming back. <laughs> All right, so let's re- uh, do our last one. Okay. Come ti senti stamattina? Come martini, senza oliva. Why is this ever true? How, <laughs> you, how are you feeling this morning? Like a martini without an olive. I can relate to that. That's, that's if I have too many martinis the night before. Then, then when I get up and then when I feel like that martini without an olive. That's pretty good. Now, who is Sergio Caputo? Is the the person that invented the sprays. So. Oh, this was one if they were related to you. 
Yeah, I would say that because my angel <laughs> name is Sergio Caputo. I was so close to call him. <laughs> you got to find that out. All right, folks, those are your Italian phrases today. Everything you need to know about olives and olive oil. Well, Mark's it. We're back here with one, you know, more segment of the West Coast Italian radio show uh, for this week. Um, it's time to do Italian events. You know, we got some great Italian I- events that are happening all over the uh, western United States here uh, mm-hmm. that we need to tell people about, okay? So these are kind of the major ones. You may have additional events in each of your areas, so make sure you check with your local Italian organizations. But we're going to kind of hit some of the biggies here that are coming up over the next few months. So the first one, this kind of sounds like a cool one here, Marcia. On um, Sunday... June 6th, there is the 100th Statuto Race. Mm-hmm. You may, may ask, what is a Statuto Race? I don't exactly know what a Statuto Race is. But uh, it takes place at the San Francisco Italian Athletic Club uh, in downtown San Francisco, California. And it is a great event, it sounds like this. We, we need to find out more about what a Statuto Race is. But it's put on uh, in conjunction with a Make-A-Wish of the Greater Bay Area, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation for the Greater Bay Area is the charity partner, and it basically helps children who have critical illnesses, you know, gives them their wishes. So what a great cause that is, and we really need to contact those people. We'll find out more about that to let you know in future shows, okay? Now we're going to move kind of off toward the latter end of the summer, so we're just going to give you a couple of these to save the dates on, and as we get closer to these events, we'll tell you more about them. Saturday, August 21st through Sunday, August 22nd, you have the San Jose Italian Family Festa uh, on September 10th through September 14th. We have the Festa Italiana Fisherman's Festival. That's down in Monterey, California. Always a great time down there. Very, very active Italian people down in Monterey, California. Uh, We interact with them a lot. Wonderful folks. Then we move back up to the northwest. We have September 10th through 12th, the San Gennaro Festival in Seattle. And then just following that, the end of the month, September 24th through 26th, the big Festa Italiana in Seattle, one of the biggest Italian festivals on the West Coast there. They've gone on for uh, 35 years, I think, right around there. Wonderful, wonderful festival. Uh, A couple more to leave you with here, folks. October 2nd and 3rd, the Los Angeles Italian Festival down in Hollywood and Highland. Always a great, great day with our Italian friends in L.A. down there. They do a wonderful, wonderful festival. And last but not least, a great festival that we kind of end the festival season with. In Reno, Nevada, the El Dorado Hotel does a great Italian festival down there. That takes place October 9th and October 10th. Make sure you check out all these festivals uh, you know, travel to them if they're in your areas. I mean, travel to them if they're not in your areas. And, of course, you can also check with all your local Italian organizations for all the other wonderful Italian events going on in and throughout your community. So, you know, Marcia, that's pretty much is our show for the week. We want to remind everybody, we got a great after-hours show. You guys like this show, you're going to love our after-hours show. Okay, because this show, you know, and we love working with ABC, absolutely. But, you know, the FCC only allows us to say certain things on the air if you catch my drift. And, of course, we're very Italian. 
I'm from, from the East Coast. She's from Italy. So we like to call things the way we see them and, you know, not mince words. And we got some wonderful topics, some wonderful guests. Make sure you go to our website, WCIR.biz. There's a link there for the after hour show. Got to be 18 or over, but you're going to have a lot of fun. Subscribe to it. It's a, just a hoot. It's a blast. And you're going to have a wonderful time listening to it. And of course, you can hear this show all week long. Share it, please, with all your friends with all of your family, anywhere in the world, you can always get our show 24-7, the show right here from ABC. It's available on our website. If you go to WCIR.biz, there's a little link at the top of the page here. You click. That gives you all of our shows, uh, both this week's show, any of our past shows, everything in archives for the last six years. So make sure you share that with all your friends because we absolutely love our listeners, and love getting feedback from you. And, you know, remember, we uh, you're listening to us, the WCIR West Coast Italian Radio Network. We're on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network, broadcasting at KMET 1190 AM from Palm Springs with affiliate stations picking us up all over the USA. We love all of you. We love all of our affiliate stations. God bless you all. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. And ciao a tutti. A salute! We're going to take you out today with our song of the week, played by the West Coast Italian Radio Studio Band, Tony Lastella and the Goombas, taken from their Sinatra to Pop album, Parla Piu Piano from The Godfather. Parla Piu Piano e nessuno se dirà il nostro amore lo
insieme a te io resterò